now it's time for intermission. Welcome to Intermission, a theaterfansmanila.com podcast. We're your hosts, Frida and Nikki, the team behind TFM, and this is where we talk about what's been going on on stage and off in the last week within Metro Manila and beyond. In this episode, we're going to go over the upcoming musical TV show on Apple TV Plus called Schmigadoon, another Cinderella movie that's about to stream, Broadway bringing back Harry Potter and the Cursed Child as a one-parter, and the giveaway we're currently running until today, plus workshops for theater fans. Let's start with the news. Okay, so first we have Schmigadoon. It's a TV musical coming to Apple TV Plus about a couple who goes on a hike one day and stumbles upon a town that lives as though they're in a golden age musical. In order to leave, they must find true love. Starring Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key. It will premiere on July 16. Watch the trailer on our website. Wow. Yeah, so this is going to be, I assume, um, a remake or maybe an adaptation of the 40s musical Brigadoon. Because... uh, I didn't know there was a yeah. 40s musical called Brigadoon. It's interesting because it's also like the same concept. Although I'm not sure if Brigadoon will play it with the same kind of satirical edge that um, Schmigadoon obviously has when you watch the trailer. But yeah, it'll be interesting. And uh, this TV show will actually star a bunch of, um, aside from like, really funny people like Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key. There's also a lot of Broadway people in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's actually what drew me to the trailer when I saw the Broadway stars. So Aaron Tveit is in it. Uh, Alan Cumming, Kristen Chenoweth, Jane Krakowski. So that's exciting. And to be stuck in a musical land with these people is seems like paradise to me. I don't know about you, Nikki. Like, I, I wouldn't ever want to leave that. So I don't know where the conflict of these of these two characters are because that's coming from great to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think um yeah, I think like if that happens to me, right? I might be kind of the same as how the, Cecily and Keegan's characters <laughs> are behaving, kind of like the self-aware oh no, what what has happened like how do we get out of here and you know kind of like not really poking fun at um their surroundings or anything just kind of like this rooted in reality how the hell have i ended up in a storybook kind of way you know <laughs> yeah but yeah i think like, it, yeah that's how yeah. you be <laughs> yeah yeah i wouldn't be like immersed in it at all I think because I I don't know I don't sing I don't dance I don't do you I do not but (laughs) I I, I love being amongst the artists who do yeah but you can't just like you can't just like watch them you have to participate (laughs) yeah (laughs) I also love that this tv show will feature Dove Cameron like are you familiar with Dove a little bit. I think I'm I'm too old to have seen her work on yeah. is it the Disney Channel? Yeah. Yeah, so Dove Cameron, I think she and Kristen have actually struck kind of a friendship. Kristen Chenoweth, 
because they worked together in that musical The Descendants. And they had, they're kind of like, they're almost, well, they don't look anything alike, but Dove has this very Glinda energy to her, very oh. Glinda vibe to her. So I think that's maybe how Kristen and Dove have become very close. So it's interesting that they're both working together here again. Interesting. Almost kind of like a mother-daughter thing. Yeah. And Ariana from West Side Story and... Um, the prom. Pro- prom musical is also in this. Yeah. So yeah, a bunch of really cool musical theater people. That's great. It has a strong comedy element to it because even like the com- comedians that are going to be part of it are, you know, Cecily Strong, Keegan-Michael Key, um, Fred Armisen... These are SNL people. That's right. Except I think Keegan. I don't think he's ever been on SNL. But yeah. So, and I always love it like when I see um, SNL alums in other projects. Yeah, yeah. me too. Like, Especially in a fusion I, like this. That'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Keegan Michael Key was also in that um, movie musical. The, the one the for the. No, no, the the holiday one in Netflix, the one I with the toys. I don't remember the titles. <laughs> but wasn't he the one in the prom with Meryl Streep? Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Right. Oh, so he's been in a number like, of musical yeah, projects. I guess he's yeah, and I'm seeing that he was also in Pitch per- Perfect too. Oh. The The Lion King remake. What did he do there? Um. Yes, I'm reading his bio. Um, he was in The Lion King. Um, as I'm sure we uh, knew this when it came out, Nikki. We just we have just forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a voice of of they're all voices, but Kam- Kamari. I don't know what animal that was, but yeah, he was in it. Another trailer came out this week. This time, it's a teaser for the upcoming Cinderella movie that stars pop star Camila Cabello, featuring other stars like Idina Menzel, Billy Porter. Pierce Brosnan, James Corden, of course, Minnie Driver, John Mulaney, and more. Streaming September 3 on Amazon Prime. Why James Corden, of course? Because he's always in these movie musicals. And this is also interesting, like this version of Cinderella, because um, I'm surprised by the cast list, honestly. Because Pierce Brosnan is in it, and... John Mulaney is in it, and this uh, British comedian, Ramesh Ranganathan, is in it, which I was very surprised by. So, like, just sensing from the cast list, and also, like, the snippets in the trailer that we've seen, it's a very... What is the term for it? It's a very comedic kind of take for Cinderella. Actually, I I hope they do have a different take, because they're has been quite a number of adaptations already of Cinderella. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see yeah, what I, you'll bring to the table for this one. Yeah. I also um, recently rewatched like the 2015 live action. And oh, it's did so you? charming. Yeah. And it's so... I think we have like an impression of Cinderella as kind of like this basic princess of the um, Snow White variety you know but these live actions are really like the disney ones they've really kind of like gone the extra mile 
of empowering these princesses and kind of like giving them a different motivation other than finding true love. Yeah, and to go to another tangent, um, <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella is has oh, yeah, 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 yeah. opened to previews on the West End, and actually the cast album is going to be released next week. So I'm I've oh. been waiting for that. I think July nine it's going to be yeah. out, and that is also a, can, another take on Cinderella. Yeah, you can talk about it with our special surprise guest for next week. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to have a guest. Frida's going to have a guest for next week. So stay tuned. And unless he cancels last minute. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Edina Menzel is going to be in it. You know, I asked you earlier, like, Edina is going to be playing the evil stepmother. And then you said maybe she's not going to be evil. Yeah. What because... do you mean by that? <laughs> I didn't think any of her descriptions said evil stepmother. It just said stepmother. And if you watch the trailer, there's a split. You can see a split second Idina Menzel segment, and it doesn't look like she's evil. <laughs> <laughs> because so, she, not just, she's just in bright colors. Yeah, and she, colors. <laughs> yeah. So tonally, you know, she seemed happy. Yeah, she maybe. was dancing around. <laughs> maybe. That's interesting. Then who's gonna be the baddie in this one? Well, you know Disney now, like there are no villains, right? Oh, it's yeah, a war good with point. society. It's a war with yourself. Well, this is a. I don't think this is gonna be that deep because <laughs> this is this is like an Amazon Prime. I don't even know like who's behind it. Yeah, Mini Driver. I assume is going to be the um, godmother. Um, Billy Porter is actually the... Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, Mindy Driver is going to be the mom, because there's very few. I think the... Yeah, Queen Beatrice. Oh, yeah. So, the mom that dies, she's going to be playing that. And then Pierce Brosnan is going to be the dad that dies? King Rowan. Maybe the dad of the prince. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. We'll find out. Oh, my God. And the thing about this movie was it was supposed to be released by Sony Pictures in cinemas last oh. February, and it kept getting pushed back. So it it yeah. it got postponed to July 16, but the pandemic wasn't seething. ready for it. <laughs> yeah, so um, they finally sold it to yeah to Amazon Prime. So now it's gonna stream. At least we can watch it. Like anybody who wants to watch or is curious about how this movie is going to go in the Philippines, they can watch it because we have Amazon Prime. That's great. Big news from Broadway. They announced that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is returning. But this time, instead of a two-parter, it's only going to be one full show. Aside from Broadway, the one-part version will be staged in other North American locations. For the rest of the world, like the West End and Australia, the show will still be in two parts. Yeah, this was one of the news items that I saw, and then I was immediately angry. <laughs> I know, I know. Like I was disappointed. Tell us about that I think movie. I told you. Yeah. No, because, like, uh, 
Okay, I don't know how well this is gonna land in 2021 because of J.K. Rowling, yada, yada, yada. But I'm one of those, like, kids who grew up in Harry Potter, you know, like, one of those peeps, sure. So, I've, I always thought that I was going to watch Cursed Child. And, because I, I kept putting it off because I thought, you know, it's a huge show. It's never going to not be staged. And then I'm also a completist. So, you know how when you're like a completist, like, it, it will really kind of be annoying if before you watch something that is the complete version. Like, um an abridged version and an unabridged version and of course when you're like a completist you want to go for the unabridged version and so I was kind of very annoyed when I found out that oh no they're going to just do a an abridged version until you pointed out that no they're only just going to do that for Broadway and um, North America so that is a good thing I guess I don't know am I so still supposed to be a Harry Potter fan as a 30 year old and knowing what we know now about JK Rowling (laughs) that's always that's always a complicated issue (laughs) especially for millennials who grew up reading the books do you know do you know that I only read the Harry Potter books in my 20s (laughs) oh yeah, yeah, I mean, I know people who have done that, and then... Oh, really? Yeah, and then they kind of can read it a lot more critically, which right. I think is a good way to be. Then if you kind of just read something as a child, you know, I think when you're a child, you don't yet have the ability to be as critical as these works deserve to be. Right. So, you know, you kind of end up just being a fan and then like 20, 30 years later, you know, you wish that authors never get Twitter. <laughs> you know, that they just stayed in their houses and never. Did you like it when you read it as a 20 something? I did. <laughs> so the backstory is um, I was in the UK and you know, when you're in London and Oxford, you know, of course you have to visit the Harry Potter tourist traps. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, you know, be prepped <laughs> for, right. for, yeah, for the yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I read all the seven books in like, I don't know, two weeks? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, they're quick like reads. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're quick reads. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So exactly, like you said, um, like I don't, have that need to kind of be extra protective of the books because I didn't grow up with them and so I I don't know if I'm protective of the books (laughs) no no sorry sorry wrong word wrong word like um like a special connection with them maybe or yeah 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 that's not me I can I I I can put some distance with me and and the Harry Harry Potter books so yeah, so it's going to be in one part. So Cursed Child is going to be a one-parter. And um, are you familiar with uh, the story of it? Of the I, I did read this. I did read this book. 
um, recently? No, 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 not recently. Uh-huh. When was that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I did also read it. And it seems like a lot has happened in that book because there were a bunch of different timelines. And now, which on paper already sounds like a lot. Yeah. For, I don't know, is it eight hours? Like an eight hour storytelling time. And now they're going to cut it down to two. So there's probably going to be a lot of like plot stuff that's going to get cut down and now i'm thinking okay so i definitely have to watch the two-parter and now because i'm such a completist i also have to watch the (laughs) one-parter of course you do (laughs) yeah oh god shocks yeah Yeah, well the creators said in a statement that they spent their time during the pandemic just rewriting this reimagined version so you're right i don't i wonder how they decided on which parts to cut because yeah like Wow, taking away an entire 2.5 hour. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Material, yeah. Speaking of Broadway, the 1991 movie, Thelma and Louise, is going to become a Broadway musical. One of the big things about this news is that Callie Khoury, the film's screenwriter, is the one adapting it for the stage. Wow, I know you, I know you watched the movie and I haven't seen it. So do you want to talk about it? Nikki, I love this movie. So I saw it maybe just just last week, <laughs> just in time for the podcast. I love it so much. I was very surprised because it was released in 1991 and it feels like it could have been released today. And wow. that's saying a lot. That, this movie was 30 years ago. And I during the pandemic, I also watched a lot of 80s movies and yeah. oh my gosh it's like just miles apart like oh right yeah it talks about the issue of sexual assault in such oh yes in a very respectful way and well you know Kelly Curry is a woman and she yeah. wrote this movie and yeah. so you knew that she just understood it very much in yeah. a woman's point of view and even there, there were scenes, there were some violent scenes, but there were also more subtle scenes, like, not really subtle, but like men maybe catcalling Thelma and Louise. Right. And you could see how they'd react and you could see why it was so offensive. And they were also talking about you know, dealing with toxic relationships just very openly and just, I, I thought it was very much of our time. And and there was even a line where, so Thelma was assaulted, um, but it was, so it was, she was assaulted by a man who she was dancing with in a club for that night. And 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 when she was assaulted, she was like, they, they were like, well, who's going to believe you when you were dancing with him all night and just 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 those moments of yeah yeah it was it was very much like part of the hashtag me too movement i thought that early on i was i was very very impressed by it um yeah and just i think it made me think that 
you know, there is this misnomer that um, this is new, like, you know, because of the Me Too movement yeah. or that um, people are only now realizing that these microaggressions or full-on aggressions are are new. But, you know, like what what you're telling me and what I think we've always known, right, is that women have always fought back, you know, yeah. like they've always seen it to be wrong and it's only now that culture is catching up and society is catching up, which is very sad, I think. But yeah. So go yeah. on. You were going to say. And I, one of the things that impressed me too was it won the Oscar for Best Screenplay. And so yeah. it was, it was, I, I love that it was very much accepted during that yeah. time. Yeah. And now it's going to become a Broadway musical. I mean, if I, I, I think like if yeah. they were going to remake something into a Broadway musical, I, I would want it to be something like Thelma and Louise. It was, it was very well written, I thought. And it, if yeah, there's... It served uh, a different retelling. Yes. And if there's material that kind of aged well, I'm absolutely, I think this, this aged very, very well. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, that's another musical we can look forward to. I think that's actually it for news this week. But before we move on, what's up on Kumu, Frida? Okay, so on Kumu, I discovered that there is this new format that they're using. It's oh, there, there's a thing now called audio streams. So it's like listening to the radio. So there there are live streamers on it. it and it, it can go up to maybe eight or nine people on, on that live stream. And they're, they're using the radio format. So it's like, it's like eight or nine radio DJs kind of singing together and talking with each other. I thought that was very cool because it's, it's different. It's different. Um, and you, and these are musical, you know, I, I, I basically only watch the musical theater artists. So it highlights their voices, but also they can't seem to separate their theatricality, even if right. you don't really see them performing. You only you can only hear them. So it's it's like oh. it's like musical theater radio. It's cool. It's very cool. <laughs> so it's not um, you don't see them on screen. You don't watch them. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. an audio. It's audio, so would... there's an icon of whoever's speaking for that. It's like it's like Clubhouse, oh. Oh, like yeah, yeah. whoever is speaking, and then. Wow, so um, which streamers have been using this format? I've only seen Gab Pangilinan do it because she oh. had a campaign. It's so campaign is something you do on Kumu. It's, it's sort of like a competition with other live streamers who join certain campaigns and you win sort of bigger prizes um, so so she did that so when you campaign also it's you basically stream every day until the end of the campaign right. so I think this was a little less than two weeks so she had a lot of guests come up on that audio stream with her too so it was interesting to kind of see how they played around with that format oh so it's like well, it's different from 
from a radio show because you don't they don't play music they're the ones who sing yeah 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 that's and they interesting introduce, introduce each other introduce themselves yeah very cute oh how does the interaction with the viewers work because i know that's a huge thing on kumu they they can still talk to you um still yeah you can still and and the viewers can still chat with them directly oh yeah so you can kind of like maybe you know you're you don't want to look at your screen so you can still enjoy the kumu experience yes exactly oh, that's fun but then you can't gift them because you don't have you're not looking at your screen so you can give them gifts <laughs> yes gift giving yeah. is very much encouraged <laughs> yeah oh that's fun so like how how did the streamers play around with that format well basically just kind of acted like their own radio djs and it actually also eats up less internet bandwidth <laughs> which I like because my <laughs> yeah, internet which is, connection is garbage. Oh, yeah. That is a bonus for Filipinos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, does, it does also seem like a podcast. So, wow. yeah, I know you're a big podcast. You listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, so that, yeah, that yeah. could very well be the format for you. Should we move to Kumu then? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, should we? We'll have a meeting after this. <laughs> Maybe. Something we can talk about, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um, what else did we have in the last week? Well, there's a bunch of workshops our listeners might be interested to join. Here's a quick rundown. Atlantis Theatrical is running virtual classes on basic musical theater for kids and teens. Theater director and actor Steven Conde is also doing one for ages nine and up. Trumpet's Play Shop has an artist development program going. A company called Little Boy Productions is conducting theater workshops for kids facilitated by Jill Pena and another for teens and young adults facilitated by Reba Tadero. And musical director Ronnie Fortiche is also running online musical theater workshops. You can read about each of these on theaterfantmanila.com. There's also another one by GMG Productions. They're collaborating with West End performer Jody Steele to conduct musical theater workshops. We're actually giving away one slot to a lucky theater fan giving them a chance to learn from performers that have been part of musicals like Six, Heathers, Wicked, and more. You can still join our giveaway until 3 p.m. today. Full mechanics also on TFM. Great. We always love like getting entries for any of our giveaways. You know, because we love like how people interpret our mechanics. And this time, it's... Um, them or you listener like sending us an ig story of you singing a song from um musicals like six and wicked and all these other great and fun shows and yeah we've had a couple we've had a few entries and they've been a lot of fun to watch and super yeah Super yeah. cute. You can see how creative people can really get online. It's so, it's yeah. so cool. Oh, yeah, for it. sure. Yeah, and they can also like watch it because we have it as a highlight on our Instagram. So yeah, you can watch all the entries and then figure out how you can best them. <laughs> yes. I have been watching them on loop, actually. <laughs> They're 
it's so yeah, cute. it's so much fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's also like a diversity of like songs, too. Like some of them are from Rock of Ages, and then some of them are from Six. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and they can still join until later today. Yeah, we're going yeah. to accept until 3 p.m. on the dot, right? Yes. And so by 3 p.m. our time, Jody Steele is going to be going through all the entries and she's going to be yeah. choosing who gets to the workshop slot. So Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah and the workshop slot is actually worth 12500 So it's... Wow. Yeah. It's very valuable. And it's, yeah, and part of that um, tuition goes to a good cause, which is um, open house fundraiser that helps local theater people who have been affected by the pandemic. So yeah, it's a good cause and it's a good opportunity. If you don't get the giveaway slot, you can always enroll. They're still accepting enrollees. Yeah, it's been great. I think that's all the major theater news you needed to know this week. This was fun for us, so we hope you had fun too. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We're with you every Sunday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Usually it's just us, but sometimes you have guests too. If you want more theater, just follow TFM everywhere on social. We're theater fans M&L on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube. This has been Nikki and Frida. Thanks for listening to this week's intermission. Bye!